welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Legal Technology Review Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Folk, author of The Cyber Advocate and Civil Litigator. Today, we're going to be talking about the best new mobile apps released for iOS, Android, and Windows Phone in the month of January of 2016. First, I want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or via your favorite podcasting app. You can just look us up. You can either type in The Cyber Advocate or Legal Technology Review. Additionally, if you enjoy this podcast, please, 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 please share us on social media or via email. Just tell anyone you know about us. That's Really how we get to new ears is through your help. I'd like to remind everyone again that March 16th through 19th, Chicago, Illinois, annual ABA Tech Show. It's the 30th anniversary. I will be presenting on a panel with several other amazing legal technology experts, and we'll be talking about the best apps for lawyers. So if you're going to be in Chicago or if you're interested in legal technology, make sure you sign up. I believe they've just extended the early bird pricing to the 15th, so just next week. All right. Well, let's just uh, go ahead and dive right in. We didn't have quite the month uh, that I was hoping for, but a lot of great new apps here for lawyers, beginning with our multi-platform apps. And first up on the list is Outlook by Microsoft Corp. This is the mobile version of the email client you most likely have on your office computer. This is an update, and it is an update for iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. All three devices get a major update this month. Obviously, Outlook is a productivity app. It's Microsoft Enterprise app for email, tasks, contacts, calendar, and like I said before, you probably use it quite a lot in your office. The first set of updates are for iOS and Android. The new feature added is scheduling or joining a Skype call directly from the Outlook app. Basically what it allows is you can use your calendar to invite people to join in a Skype conference call. Your calendar description automatically includes a link to the event, and you get to connect right in through Skype directly from the link in the Outlook email app. Uh, additional improvements include uh, some mild navigation improvements and the three-day view. Another really nice feature, actually, if you don't like Outlook's contact system, which I particularly don't, you can push your contacts directly to your device's native contacts app if you like that one better. Unfortunately, I don't like that one better. Uh, iOS users are, are now also able to create Outlook calendar widget in the notification center and print directly using AirPrint printers, and Outlook is now officially 3D touch compatible. For Android, users can now save files and attachments directly from your inbox and cloud services to your device's local storage. And the Windows Phone update includes a new year view and improved email rendering via better image scaling. So not the same strength of update that iOS and Android got, but hey, I'm amazed that I'm able to even cite a Windows Phone update with the others. The big things here, obviously, is that Skype is great for video conferencing. Outlook is great for enterprise email. Skype via email is great for business video conferencing. This makes it much simpler for people who use the mobile devices to participate in group video conferencing. The other improvements are pretty basic and it's overall improvements that help. It is the number one email client for lawyers. The coolest part about it in my opinion is that is the ability to schedule Skype chats. You schedule the chat, you send it out to everybody who confirms it and that Skype link is right in the calendar notes section. You don't need to go find it, you don't need to add anything extra, it's right there. It's actually a pretty solid improvement for the favorite of the productivity systems for Microsoft. All right, next on the list. This one's an interesting one. It's an update to Google Docs. Uh, you'll see later that there's also some other Microsoft Office updates, but this was definitely a month for productivity boosts. This is updates to Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Slides for iOS and Androids. The theme of this month's updates, collaboration. Across all platforms, 
this big users can share files and loop other people into a discussion simply by adding names to a comment. Now what does that mean? Well, since Google Docs has already had the comment feature available, a big addition this month is that Sheets and Slides also get the commenting for collaboration. A very big addition. Across all platforms, users can now share files and loop other people into a discussion by adding that person's name to a comment on a document, sheet, or slide. The cool part about it is that they don't need to have been a part of the initial conversation to be added. If the person who is identified in a comment does not have access, Google will actually prompt the creator of the document to allow access to the new user. Given that Google Drive is already probably the best collaboration platform when it comes to availability of apps and availability of collaboration features across those apps, this update really just augments the Google app system as probably the best overall collaboration platform on the market. It also indicates that Google has decided to take on Microsoft directly. That's it for our regular apps on the multi-platform. Time to get to the honorable mention. This month's honorable mention, it's, a, it's kind of a strange one. It's Skype, uh, also by Microsoft. It's an update in form to iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Obviously, we've discussed Skype already. It's a video conferencing system. Well, the big update this month is that all platforms now have mobile group video calls. Why is that important? Well, Google's version of video conferencing, which is Hangouts, has had group video calls for several years now. So really, this was catching up with the competition. All platforms now have mobile group video calls available. However, it is unclear at this time how many people will be able to participate. On Android, you're now able to schedule Skype calls directly from Skype, and it'll actually add in through your Outlook. So it's essentially what I talked about before, the Outlook update. Well, this is almost a, uh, a two-way system. You can now schedule Skype calls in Outlook with a Skype link, and you can also schedule Skype calls in Skype with an Outlook invitation and connection. On Android, you're also now able to integrate fully with Office Documents, which means you're able to open the various documents in the relevant app when you click on the link within Skype. This might not seem like that big a deal for people who use Skype on a desktop, but for mobile users, this will be a very big deal. If you're using Skype on your mobile device to participate in a conference call, you need to be able to have access to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, various documents that are being referred to. This allows you to open them natively directly from Skype. Not available yet for iOS, but it's supposedly coming soon. That is it for our multi-platform updates. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about iOS. You're listening to Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. Don't forget to follow all the latest on tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Welcome back. It's Brian Folk here, Cyber Advocate, and the Legal Technology Review Podcast. We're talking about mobile apps for lawyers. On to the iOS apps for the month. The first is Airmail by Bloop SRL. It's $4.99. This is, of all the apps this month, this one probably received the most press that I saw. This is an email app, and it's got some interesting, it's got an interesting feature set. Most of the email apps, in fact, most apps that have been released on the productivity side for all of these devices, know that they're never going to compete with full functionality with the desktop clients. There's a lot of reasons for that. The biggest one is the available memory on your device. So what most of these apps have done is they've tried to come up with one killer feature that makes their app preferable. Airmail decided to go a different route. They, they recognize that one of the problems with these apps that have killer features is that it necessarily means that the underlying features are either just very basic or outright neglected. So Airmail decided to make their greatest feature is that it has no greatest feature. What it does have is options, endless customization options. 
one of the things that they realized is that email is an inherently personal activity. We all have different preferences. We want to be able to adjust things in certain ways, different folders, different techniques, different ways we even read our, our email, when we want to be notified, how we want to be notified, how we want to respond, to whom we want to respond. It is very personal and very, and very unique to the, to the individual. So everything is customizable. It handles all the basics, multiple email accounts, notifications, email filters, multiple folders. It's a normal email app, except that everything can be changed to suit your preferences. You can use the swipe gesture, but if you think swiping left to delete something is stupid because you've never used Tinder, you can change swiping left to be the action for replying to the email. You don't like inbox filtering? Turn it off. Want things in a different order? You want certain, certain emails and certain topics sent to certain folders? All of that can be adjusted. The order of anything can be adjusted. And in a lot of apps, too many options can be a problem, but it appears that Airmail may have done slightly enough. Now, the $4.99 price tag might be a little high for an email app, but if you are fed up with the other options for mobile email, you may want to check it out. The biggest biggest aspect of it, though, is that you get to customize the app to suit your preferences and your practices, provided you're willing to take the time to set it up. All right, our next app on the list is Interact by Agile Tortoise. It's also $4.99. This is a contact management app. And contact management, my old foil, we beat again. I have a hate-hate relationship with most of the contact books and address books and systems out there because I feel like for my law practice, there needs to be something closer to a CRM system offered by some of these uh, contact companies. I don't want to have to pay $50 a month just to have a better quality contact system. Well, again, with apps, one of the things that you get is you don't get a full-fledged system. Now, I recently reviewed the full contact contact management system, which is a, a web platform that has an app. Well, Interact is an app. It's not a separate system, so you don't have to worry about having to log on to the internet. You don't have to worry about the delays and uh, slow feature releases that come with web-based platforms. What it is, is a contact app on steroids. You've got great options for group contacts and additional custom customization features that allows you to put things in orders that make sense. For example, I don't understand why so many contact systems have your name, have your email address, then have a website URL before your phone number. How many individual people do you actually record a website for? Well, move them around. You get to change a lot of things you want. The biggest, coolest feature though is what they call Scratchpad. Now this is basically a notes page for your contacts. Take notes or copy any details in plain text format and the information then gets added to the contact. This is a phenomenal feature if you're into networking and if you're a lawyer and you're not into networking, that's probably a whole separate issue you need to deal with. Take notes on referral sources. Take notes on client issues. Take You meet an, you meet an expert you know, at a conference. You've got notes, you can jot them right down. Everything is handled directly within the app. All right, next app on the list is News Pro by Microsoft. This is a free newsreader app. It's one of, if you've been listening to this podcast or follow the new apps on the Cyber Advocate, you know that I am a huge fan of the Microsoft Garage project. Now, while a lot of these apps tend to be sort of one-off productions, uh, pet projects by individual Microsoft employees, you can't deny that they've produced some pretty interesting stuff. News Pro is a may not make the list of my top of the garage project favorites, but it's an interesting app nonetheless. News Pro is a news curator that is geared to providing news based on your interests. It just doesn't really set itself you know, apart that much from something like LinkedIn Pulse. Well, here's the difference. News Pro utilizes both the Bing news search features as well as information it gets when you link your Facebook and your LinkedIn accounts to determine the best news for you. 
it gives you news based on your particular profession, your interests, and also the topics of interest that you select. Most of the reviewers who discussed this particular app indicate that it may not be great for someone who's looking for general news from the day, but what it is phenomenal for is professionals who need to be up to date with their particular industry. This app is an excellent way for lawyers to keep up to date on certain areas and certain topics because it's so focused on providing professional news to people who are specialized. All right, next app on the list is, <laughs> this may be one of my favorite apps that I've seen come through here and I had to tell you all, tell you all about it. It's Unhand Me uh, by Tantissa for $1.99. This is a security app. Right off the bat, I will say that probably the best security app available for the iPhone is Find My iPhone because it's free, it's easy to activate, you don't need to have mobile device management system all set up for it, and if your iPhone is lost or stolen, you can track it, shut it down, and wipe the memory. Well, Unhand Me actually is an app designed to fill that gap but you know in security features between when you had your phone and when you realize it's gone. What does it do? Well if an unauthorized user picks it up it screams. It actually the default is unhand me you beast and then lets out a, an additional scream. Uh, aside from the fact that this is hilarious and awesome it is a phenomenally useful system assuming it works as it's supposed to because there is no other app that really protects your phone until you already know it's gone. That's the whole idea here. You set your phone down, you know, at a restaurant, anything like that. Any authorized, unauthorized person picks it up and your phone screams. It also has some interesting Apple Watch functionality that probably makes the app a little bit more useful, but I personally think the initial premise of screaming is the most awesome part about it. All right, that is it for our regular apps for iOS. Time to go on to honorable mentions. And the first one is Cubes by Inbox Cube. This is a free app and this is a, an interesting cloud storage app. Now what this basically does is it helps people who have cloud storage in multiple locations. A lot of times you'll have something on Google Drive, you'll have something on Dropbox, and you may have a different, you know, Amazon cloud storage feature for your office. Well, this categorizes them and keeps them all together so you can see all of your files. You combine multiple cloud services and even uh, multiple social networking accounts, and it displays every photo, document, PDF, media file, and even displays links arranged by person, by service, by your, your interest, or by the type of document. You don't need to add any tags. They're automatically filtered that way. It is great for keeping up with multiple cloud storage accounts, but there is one other reason I wanted to tell you that, about this one. This app triggers certain concerns in my brain about BYOD. One of the biggest things that you need to make sure to do with a BYOD account is to separate what your employees can do on their phone. Certain apps are for work, certain apps are for personal. If your office uses Dropbox, your employees have to know that they can't also use Dropbox for personal files. It creates privacy issues and it makes it much harder to uh, wipe the phone if it gets stolen. While this doesn't necessarily consolidate cloud storage accounts, anything that intermingles personal and business files could be a BYD, BYOD problem. All right, next app on the list is Google AdWords by Google Inc. This is another free app. This one is an app for anyone who uses Google AdWords. And if you're advertising online and you're not using Google AdWords, you're probably, you're not, in my opinion, you're not doing it right. Google AdWords is a mobile app for the online client Google AdWords. So you have to have an AdWords account for this to work. But what it allows you to do is create and track your online advertising through Google. You get to keep up to date on your ad campaigns wherever you are. You get to view campaign stats, update bids and budgets. You get real-time alerts and act on suggestions to improve campaigns. Given the fact that two of the six most expensive keywords to buy ads on Google 
our lawyer and attorney, making sure that you are keeping track and monitoring any advertising spend. Using those words is critical, and this will help you do that. All right, well, that is it for the iOS apps. Stick around. We'll be talking about Android. If you're enjoying this podcast, head over to iTunes, look up the Legal Technology Review, and leave us a rating and review. While you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Legal Technology Review podcast and never miss an episode or any of the great information on tools and technology for legal service professionals. Welcome back to the Legal Technology Review. We're here to talk about Android apps now. First on the list is Wildcard by Kupanix Inc. This is a news app. Have you ever felt like when you're dealing with news apps, you have one of two options? One is a slow drip of information that barely keeps you aware of what the weather is. And the other option is a fire hose. A fire hose just provides incomplete and incomprehensible information. Well, Wildcard wants to fix that for you. At its most basic, Wildcard is a news curation app. It's stories curated by the Wildcard's human staff which is always nice, and you get the top stories direct to your phone. One of the cool things about it, though, is that it's displayed in a usable, understandable, and most importantly, useful format. Each story gets its own card with a title, and you tap on the card, and you show it shows a very short summary. The longer you hold, the more of the story it shows. Now, it also always shows a link to the original source. So, you can do one of two things. You can continue reading the story directly from the Wildcard app. Just keep holding on it. It'll keep, uh, keep opening until it gets the full source or you can click on the link and go read your news story in its original source. The multiple options are designed primarily for different users and their preferences, but this allows you to get important daily news in an easy-to-read and easy-to-surf format. All right, next on the list is Trackender by Sick Martian. This is a free app. Uh, it's technically a productivity app, but it's an interesting twist on task management. Usually, the task management apps I discuss are simply to-do lists, keeping your tasks managed. Trackender is different. It's not a calendar, not a scheduler, and it's not a to-do list in the traditional manner of speaking. What it, what it is for is tracking your day and keeping your life managed. You log occurrences, so things that have happened, events, reading, basic tasks. You log habits, like exercising, or performing less interesting parts of your to-do list. And you record values, which is essentially recording occurrences, but that have numeric value. So, for example, time. Aside from allowing you to keep track of basic things that you've accomplished during the day, time tracking, it also shows and displays your past accomplishments and your upcoming tasks in kind of a cool, uh, easy-to-use calendar format. It monitors your completed tasks. It also reminds you to record your completed tasks, which is good for anyone, if anyone out there is like me, and maybe doesn't always remember to record your time. Another plus is the developer appears to be incredibly responsive to comments in the Google Play Store, fixing things and asking for feedback all the time. So this app is constantly being updated, and that kind of responsiveness is not something you see every day. Next on the list is Kruma Keyboard by Game Lounge. This is an app for $1.49, and this is a third-party keyboard edition. One of the biggest advantages that Android has over iOS is the availability of a wide variety of third-party keyboards. iOS has finally started to allow this to happen, but the innovation in the keyboard area is definitely happening on Android. Although, for you iOS users like me, I'm pretty psyched about the uh, Windows keyboard that's supposed to be coming up anytime now. Kruma, though, is an excellent example of innovation within the keyboards. Like most third-party keyboards, you get options. You can adjust your keyboard to include or not include a number row. You can adjust the size of your keyboard. It's got a massive collection of emojis, and it's got swipe-enabled typing 
as a default. Key features about Chroma though is actually its looks. The color of your keyboard changes depending on your app. It is adaptive to the app that you're in, which is aesthetically pleasing, but it's also easier on the eyes. You can change the color of your keyboard whenever you want, and even allows for you to activate a gradient system so that your keys are either all one color or with each row, the color gets a little bit darker. The best feature though has to be the night mode, which adjusts the color of your keyboard according to the time of day and the ambient light conditions. This is an excellent multi, uh, multiple function keyboard extension. The color features, not like I said, not just pleasing to the eye, but easier on the eye. If you're the kind of person that's interested in a more customizable keyboard, give Chroma a shot. All right, next on the list is an update. Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint for Android. Microsoft Office is the long-running gold standard for productivity software. They made some big ones, though here in this last month. First, Microsoft Word. Microsoft Word now includes the Smart Lookup Tool. For anyone using Office 365 or Office 2016, you may have seen this tool. It's an interesting addition and I think a very nice one for a mobile device. What it allows you to do is, within a document, you can use the Smart Lookup Tool to get relevant information, definitions, pictures, video, and other web content directly inside your document need to look something up on Wikipedia, it'll pull it up. You want to get some videos or images or icons, anything like that to add to your text, do it right inside the document. Phenomenal addition to the mobile app. Excel for Android now allows instant access to table styles. This allows you to make uh, adjustments to the visual quality of your tables on the go. Definitely a useful tool. Additionally, Excel for Android now allows you to choose multiple pasting options when you're pasting within Excel. You can paste a formula, or instead of the formula, you can paste just the value or the format of a copied cell. Anyone who uses Microsoft Excel on a regular basis understands how valuable this is. Microsoft PowerPoint for Android has received probably my favorite tool for this set of updates, embedded media playback right inside the presentation slide. It also has some additional sharing options. For lawyers, the best parts about this, smart lookup and embedded playback. The smart lookup, obviously, while you're writing, you can look up any, anything you need to know, additional definitions, you know, if you want to be able to find a link to certain content to add right to your text, very nice for being on the go. Not necessarily when you've got multiple monitors and you're sitting at your desk, but when you're operating from your tablet or your, your smartphone, having that lookup within the document is huge. The embedded playback, if you're making a presentation and you don't have all of your tools available to you, you're doing it right from your tablet, doing it on the fly, you need to make sure that you don't have to have a projector, a speaker system, and a full computer setup just to play embedded video. That is it for the regular apps we're on to the honorable mentions and i gotta say this is probably my single favorite app that was released this past month and i was disappointed that it only came out for android it's mimicker alarm by microsoft corp this is an alarm clock now i don't use my smartphone as an alarm clock a lot of people do and i personally find that the people that do use their smartphone for the alarm clock it's fantastically bad at waking them up well this is a new take on it the mimicker alarm clock is an alarm clock that can only be turned off by doing one of three tasks, whether it's designated advance or random. One, say a tongue twister. Two, find an example and match a color. Or three, mimic a facial expression. Mimicker uses the microphone and the camera on your phone to determine whether or not you've accomplished the task, and only once you have will the alarm be turned off. The only alarm clock system that I think is better is one that sets on your nightstand, and as soon as the alarm goes off, it has wheels on it and takes off and runs in a random direction at a very high speed and you have to catch it before it turns off. Okay, next 
Wi-Fi transfer by Samsung Electronics. This is a file transfer app. It's free and it allows you to connect your Samsung devices and your PC and transfer files directly over Wi-Fi. No additional connection is necessary. You get to bypass the need for cloud storage and you can share all these files directly between your devices. Wi-Fi transfer is an example of a tool that should help you out, save you some time, and won't add additional security risks. Next on the list, Notepad by Splend Apps. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, I wasn't gonna put this one on the list until I actually dug a little bit deeper into the features. Notepad is a note-taking app. It's very similar to OneNote. It's got a lot of Evernote-like features, but it's much more basic and it's much simpler and easier to use. This is an advanced note-taking app. It has traditional note-taking features. You can create a text-based note. You can adjust the format into a checklist. You can attach a photo. You can add organizational tags, and it syncs with Google Drive and Dropbox. Not that much difference from most of the other note-taking apps until it has active reminders and efficient search. Okay, that's pretty nice. That's a pretty good step up from a traditional note-taking app and starts rivaling Evernote. It also has voice memos and speech-to-text via voice recognition. This is where I had to tell you about this app. It's not Evernote. Okay, I love Evernote, but Evernote has gotten so big and cumbersome that using it can be very frustrating. Notepad is a fully featured note-taking app good for taking and organizing notes while on the go, which helps move towards my eliminating the legal pad issue. And while it may not replace a higher-end note-taking app, the voice recording and the dictation, along with the fact that all these notes can be well-organized and synced to cloud storage, make this app an interesting one to look into. Okay, that is it for our Android apps for this month. Stick around, and we'll be talking about Windows Phone. <laughs> forget you can subscribe to the legal technology review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at itunes just search for legal technology review or the cyber advocate also don't forget you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com Welcome back, and thanks for sticking around uh, to listen to my discussion about Windows Phone. First, boards by Todoist by Doist. If you listen to my uh, best new apps and my reviews of the task management stuff in the past, Todoist is probably my favorite web platform for task management. It's, it's a very good system for organizing teams and has some pretty good mobile apps. Well, the mobile apps are not fully featured, usually, and the mobile apps themselves have some organizational flaws. So, Todoist came up with a new with a new tool for Windows Phone and it's boards and it's designed primarily to com compete with Trello a very successful system that uses uh, Kanban cards to view project management it organizes your tasks into cards it's everything that you expect with Todoist you can assign tasks upload attachments leave comments assign work to different people uh, create new tasks using natural language and even has an offline mode available biggest part it syncs directly with Todoist so all of your stuff is automatically transferred over. This allows Windows Phone users who want to be able to use Todoist but are also more visual oriented and really do like that card feature of task management, which I think is excellent. That is what this app is great for. Okay, next, an update this month, Dropbox by Dropbox Inc. Not an earth-shattering update, but an essential one if you're into collaboration. It really has been the theme of the past few months for most of these companies, adding collaborative tools. Uh, a while back, Dropbox added comments attached directly to files to improve communication. That feature now comes to Dropbox for Windows Phone. Another key feature that comes along with that is being able to add people to that conversation within comments. 
using the at mention feature. Along with improvements to quick search, this really does make the Dropbox system across all platforms very collaboration friendly. Okay, that's it for the regular apps. On to the honorable mention, and this is an interesting one. It's a beta version of Microsoft Authenticator by Microsoft Corp. This is a, an invite beta that you can sign up for now. This is a security app that right now allows you to unlock your PC from your phone over Bluetooth. Kind of like knock for iOS. It's not earth shattering. Here's what features are expected to be added in the near future. A sign-in option for browsers. A sign-in option for VPN. Passcode generation and the best part of this app, multi-factor authentication. This is Google Authenticator for Windows Phone. Compatible with all Windows devices and syncs across all Windows 10 platforms. A very cool app and a very good app for people concerned about making sure their, their files are safe and protected. That has been the best new apps from January of 2016. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on any podcasting app. Follow us on the Cyber Advocate. We have a lot of great news stories every month about tools and systems to help you improve your law practice. I hope to see as many of you as possible at the ABA Tech Show, the 30th anniversary ABA Tech Show in Chicago in March. I'm hoping to pick up my podcasting schedule back again after that, but until then, it's kind of crazy busy making sure everything's prepared and that I don't suck. So, once again, thank you for joining us. I am your host, Brian Folk author of The Cyber Advocate, and we hope to see you next time.